0: This episode of the Golf Gamer Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet 50 bucks at win and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right. Welcome back, DJs, for the DFS show. It's your boy, Boston Capper, the God to call go himself, Steve Shermer and special guest, Mr. Andy Lack.
1: How's that? How you boys doing? I'm great. Congrats on the Celtics. My Bucks futures are dead. Uh Tatum's got some big cojones. I'll give you that.
0: Yeah, he uh he showed up in game seven. Uh I mean, really, though, I mean, Horford stole the game. It was just weird that I don't know. It, we should have won. We should have won it in six. That was a weird fucking collapse in game six. So, you know, but it is what it is, man. I'll take it on to on to Miami. We were dogs there, too. So let's go.
1: Five seconds before we went hot, I told you guys I'm on a tight time limit tonight, and the first thing I bring up is basketball. <laughs> That's right.
2: Yeah. That's how it goes, though. There you go. Well, you know what? We're gonna have to, uh, make sure you get, uh, all your mom's DFS picks from, uh, dinner. I need her intel too, you know? All
1: Probably right? do better than us, right?
2: <laughs> Probably. I know, based on my tracker the last couple of weeks. But no, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this week as far as, uh, you know, the golf course and everything like that, so. Um, so, you know, obviously, Andy, you are big into the golf architecture game, and I'm sure you have studied every blade of grass at this place, and you put out a lot of content. So why don't you just share with um, our audience here just some of your thoughts about Southern Hills and how you think it's going to play uh, this week?
1: Yeah, I'll be honest, guys. This is going to sound mean. I've consumed some content this week, uh, and I've been pretty, like, shocked with with some of the takes that yeah. people have on this golf course. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm like completely off base here, but I hope not because I've spent a lot of time on this golf course. I've played this golf course. I've been talking to caddies at this golf course. I've been talking to guys that were at practice rounds at this golf course. So I hope I'm not completely off. But to me, this tournament's going to be one inside 150 yards. This tournament's going to be one with short game. Um, I, I think if you're chasing, don't get me wrong, distance helps everywhere, but I I think a lot of people are are going down this bomber route, and that's just not the character of what Southern Hills is. I mean, distance helps at any course, but to me, what's interesting about Southern Hills and unique about Southern Hills, first of all, the way the wind is right now, speaking to the caddies there – Uh, they're not going to set the golf course up 7,500 yards in 40 mile per hour winds. They're not going to do that. That's unplayable. They're not going to do that, right? So what's interesting to me about Southern Hills is you look at some of these recent major venues like a, like a Torrey Pines and a Kiowa. Um, and a lot, all these golf courses have like six, seven, eight, nine par fours over 460 yards like that is not southern hills southern hills yardage comes on basically the three long par threes and two mega mega par fives mega par fives right which we're not even sure are going to play that distance every day right there's actually eight of the par fours at southern hills are under 460 which i don't know if you guys watch professional golf but i watch players hit driver sand wedge on 490-yard holes. So to me, you're going to have a lot of short iron approaches to really, really hard greens. Now, people think, oh, it's going to be a wedge fest. that's going to be easy. No, those are going to be like crosswind wedge shots. The degree of difficulty on those shorter iron shots, I think, are probably going to be harder than the degree of difficulty on like a regular 225-yard shot to a green, right? Because... The the way these greens are with the pockets, the, the misses are exacerbated. So I still think it's going to be brutally hard. But to me, I think an angle that I'm taking is like I'm looking a ton at short game. I'm looking a ton at Shinnecock. I just I've played both of those courses. I just it's the only course that I've ever played where I was like, okay, these are the you have to and I haven't played Augusta. I'm sure that's close too. But there's very few courses ever where you have to hit. These um, 30 yard chip shots off of short grass. You just, you don't, you don't see that on the PGA Tour at all, plus the swirling winds, right? So I I think Shinnecock is, I'm kind of going to die on that hill. Um, And I just like, I, for me, it's short game. and, And for me, it's, it's, it's inside 150 yards, honestly.
0: Steve, I think you're, I mean, you're locked up with that, right?
1: Yeah. I know and, uh, me and Steve are gonna be locked That's <laughs> not the problem here, guys. Well who well, gives a fuck start, what everybody
2: else says? That's a huge edge for us then. Well when you first started with uh because uh you know, you listen to a lot of content and there was a lot of bad takes. I'm like, uh oh. Because I felt like I kind of went on a limb a little bit last <laughs> night when I was talking about this, as far as like, you know, how like when you get to some of these, like I, I've been focusing a lot on the Bermuda. And <laughs> there's three uh major championships of Bermuda, Rough and Fairways, uh the last twelve years in Atlanta Athletic Club uh The May, the August Kiowa back in 2012 and Quail Hollow. And there was a lot of guys and like those were long golf courses, too. But there was a lot of guys who were just short, accurate, like they get up and down. And mm-hmm. I kind of just got the, you know, the theory that I think a lot this Bermuda rough just kind of puts a little bit of a, a, a rev limit on some of these bombers that. You know, it's not like ryegrass where you can just, you know, bomb it everywhere and then just gouge out. Like, you know, this Bermuda Rough is tough. It's going to be tricky. And I think, you know, that's kind of what I kind of went for as well. I think there's going to be some shorter, like more accurate guys that maybe with the firm conditions can hit a bunch of fairways and then have that, you know, wedge or a wedge or a short iron from the fairway to try and hit these small greens. And I think small um, uh, around the green game is going to be very important, just like you said, Uh, with small greens and all the runoffs, too. Uh, that's, that was the most important thing I looked at this week with very few exceptions. Um, if you had a very deficient short game, I counted you out unless I found like other examples of like, let's say you were good at Augusta or Riviera or like concession had some difficult, like tight areas around the greens too. Like that's where I I made the exception there, but you're right too. And I'm glad you brought up the under 150 yards too, because I took a guess as far as where some of these guys are hitting their pro shots from and i found a lot of shots under 150 which was surprising because it was a 7500 yard golf course and like and right. even if it is like i just think with how the fairways might run a little bit you know with some of the wind directions and you're right there aren't a whole lot of long par fours on the golf course you're going to get some shorter pro shots and even those par fives it's going to be very difficult to get there in two three shot
1: holes yeah are they edges. are like, yeah they're three shot everyone's hitting a wedge
2: Right. Like number 13, you're insane to try to go for the greens. You got the two ponds right in front. You're not. Right. You got to carry it to it. And even if you I, I
1: gave it a shot, Steve.
2: <laughs> OK, you it, how'd you do? That didn't end well. <laughs> OK, so, yeah, I, I think we're uh it seems like we're probably going to pick a lot of the same players tonight. And that I don't know. I mean, that's. I'm glad we're on the same page. Um, yeah, it should be interesting tonight as far as how we break this down. So. I, like Bur- you any thoughts? I, I like
1: the I like I like the Bermuda angle too. I've already heard people tell me this is zoysia grass.
2: It's, it's not. <laughs> no, Steve. You, what
0: did you, you text me? Uh, what's that? You texted me like an official something or other.
2: Yeah, I, I found I found the actual turf company that laid the sod, and then I, I just the GCSAA always puts out their profile, and it's Bermuda. Yeah,
1: I know. So, yeah, I know. It's it's a travesty.
2: People get yeah. gas
0: grass types wrong
1: all the time. all the time. All all the time. The time. All the time. <laughs>
0: All the time. It's pretty funny. No, I mean, listen, I'm with you guys, right? I mean, with the course type of shit, dude, like I said, like I said, I listen to you, you two with that stuff. Like I I don't claim to be an agronomy expert. I don't, I don't, I don't dig into it like you guys. I let you guys do that shit for me and I trust your opinion. So that's usually what I fucking go with for as far as, you know, how the course is going to play and things like that. I listened to a little bit of what you were on last night. Uh, Andy with the, with Kirstener, uh, probably listened through like half of it. You guys had a member on and he seemed to agree with pretty much what you were saying, at least from what I listened to. Um, so yeah, man. Fucking, uh, I think it's going to be an amazing week. I can't wait to see these guys fucking struggle, miss greens and have to use their imagination around the greens. Like, especially after coming off of the birdie fest we just saw, like, let's fucking go. Like, let's, let's, uh, let's see who can think their way around a golf course. The wind kind of negates that a little bit, I guess, right? Cause sometimes you're just going to get a bad gust and you're fucked, but everybody's going to get that. So figure it out.
2: Well, even with how these greens are just shaped and like contoured too, like you just, you might hit a good approach shot, but it hits the wrong side of a slope and it just starts rolling. Yeah. I mean, I, that's why I think it's just going to be so unpredictable about, the, about this place that like, even trying to use proximity stats, like, right. you would just get, you're going to get unlucky sometimes. And I think you got to also target players, uh, like a, not a Terrell Hatton that uh, doesn't mind if a good shot doesn't get rewarded sometimes.
1: Right. We might have to put ROM's caddy and witness protection for this point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. We might we might. I don't know. Don't All know. right. Well we don't wanna keep uh Mrs. Lack waiting. So uh why don't we take a break and then we'll uh start breaking down the year's, All right. So I uh, yeah,
0: listen, uh I gotta obviously you guys know, uh win bet. You guys gotta make sure you get down on the wins. Bet fifty bucks to win two hundred dollar promotion where a fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars on free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offered a 100% deposit bonus up to a $1,000. And, of course, don't forget to get involved in the same game parlays with wins. Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a free $20 bet when they win, lose, or push a three-leg or longer parlay. Build your own uh, between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit Bet.com to get started. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Hey, before we jump into uh, the tiers, uh, this is, Andy did this on his. We, uh, listen, this is a great week for new eyes and things like that. So, uh, hopefully it's not too much, uh, inside baseball, uh, um, on this pod, but we'd love for you guys to spread the word, give us some rating and reviews. This, these majors are always the biggest weeks for us. So, uh, please go out there and, uh, and leave a five-star review, say something nice, say something mean. Don't care. Just leave a review. It helps us out.
2: Yep. Any, uh, review you leave, uh, positive, negative helps the cause. So thank you very much for that in advance. All right. Well, let's start with a very special guest, Andy Lack. Uh let's so ten thousand dollar range. You got Scotty Shepler at eleven four, you got John Rahm at eleven two, Justin Thomas at ten seven, Kyle Morikawa at ten four, and Roy McIlroy at ten even. So why don't you pick one guy you're really targeting in this range and then one guy you're fading?
1: Okay, so first thing I want to say, I wanna make a prediction about ownership, which is that it's gonna be really even here. I think that every single guy in this range is gonna be between fifteen and twenty two percent. Um, I just think there's enough people that I've seen on every single one of these guys in every single angle, and I think Morikawa will be on the lowest end of that. I think, but, you know, like Mayo's all in on Morikawa, and Morikawa will be 15%, I think. And on the higher end, I think it might be JT at 22, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't think, like if you're thinking starting at the top, I don't think there is a clear clear pivot or a clear chalk, chalk, chalk that you have to worry about. So I would say pick the guy that you like the most up here. Okay. I want to talk to Steve about this. Um, I have talked myself into Rory McIlroy winning this tournament. Um, okay. So there's a narrative that I spent a lot of time with over the past day or so which is that rory's a terrible wedge player and i've been trying to figure this one out because i i looked at some initial stuff and i wasn't seeing that like i i run my stuff pretty long term so like you know maybe i was looking at too large of a sample size but i was actually rory was coming up for me as one of like the better players inside 150 yards in this field and. I know that narrative exists, so I wanted to like fact check myself, and so I went back and I I watched him at Augusta. I tried to find some some context with some of his recent numbers. You know, I think proximity just in general is a flawed statistic, right? I think I'm pretty sure if you hit the ball in the water five yards off the green, five feet off the green, it ca- right? So yeah, I tried to factor counts. I tried to factor context into this, right? And like. I think the perception that Rory is a bad wedge player is far worse than the actual reality. I think he's a, I think he's hitting all of his irons great right now. I think what happened is, I think he air mailed a couple greens at the Valero Texas Open. I think his, I think his like distance control was really off at like a tournament like Valero where. He just met like he and everyone came out of the Valero. I remember the narrative talking like, oh, my God, Rory's wedges are an embarrassment. Like you look at his wedges at the Masters and the Wells Fargo and his long term baseline inside 150 yards. And now how he's hitting his irons just in general right now. It's unbelievable. He's hitting he's hitting the ball. Great. The other thing with Rory that I like, he primarily hits a draw. And I think this is a draw golf course from everyone that I've talked to, from every from remembering playing it. I think of this group, Rory is probably the most comfortable hitting a high draw off the tee. Um, and I think that helps. We want to talk about around the green game. I think Rory is incredibly underrated. Who led the field in around the green at the Masters? Probably the best course that we have in terms of simulating the type of shots that you're going to have to hit at Southern Hills. Rory McIlroy, game like six strokes around the green. I went back and looked. He's always near the top of the field and scrambling every single year at the Masters. He's always great around the greens there. He likes these. I think he's good with the, you know, Spieth gets all the creative stuff. And it's like Rory's been so good with these little, like, weird, you know, short short grass stuff at Augusta. Um, And he's playing great. He fits the trend that I talked myself into too about like playing recently like it's so weird to me i don't know if you guys heard this it's it's not my stat by the way i, I got it from bamford but like outside of the covert year we haven't had a major winner since 2015 that hasn't played in the two weeks leading up to a major and like i'm not a trends guy at all but you think about that one like logistically and it's like man some of these golf courses the way they set them up right now like You really think that you're going to go from playing Jupiter Hills in your backyard to, like, competing at one of these? I I don't know. I liked how Rory looked at the Wells Fargo. I really do. And I don't think he's the guy. He's not getting – Speed's sucking all the fucking attention out of the room right now, man. I mean, it's just – it's crazy with Spieth. And we walk away from that Masters. And who's thinking after the Masters that Rory's not going to be the most popular bet at Southern Hills? And suddenly we get to Southern Hills – and Hideki plays great at Byron Nelson, and JT looks great at Byron Nelson, and Spieth obviously. And it's like he's not going to be a guy; he will garner ownership because he's Rory. But it'll be I don't know, sick, same as same as Rom, same as Scheffler, a little below JT, maybe. So that's the case. That's where I'm at, guys. Sorry for the ramble. No. Nah. Oh, my fate is I don't like Rom this week. I, a low, not a ton of chatter around Rom this week that scares me. You know, I was expecting a warmer welcome for the Mexico Open champion. <sighs> but I, I just, I don't like him on a course with this much unpredictability. He missed the cut at Shinnecock. I, I don't like him on a course where he doesn't feel like he has maximum control over his golf ball. His short game has not been good recently. Of the high end guys, you actually want him on courses where there are far more long irons than short irons. His short irons, I don't think he has a huge advantage. He likes hitting that kind of high cut off the tee. I'm, I have, I've zero interest in Rom this week.
2: Okay. I mean, as far as the Rory thing, I mean, I know that I have received a lot of uh, text messages from uh, uh, my co-hosts here about how garbage and trash Rory's wedges are. So and I think that that perception has definitely been around for a while. I remember back in like, like 2017, 2018, like. Roy would fan a wedge out and it yeah. would not look good. But like, it's, I mean, a lot it,
1: of it's timing, right? It feels it like is. he always does it at the worst it, fucking it time. It,
0: it <laughs> is. And, and yeah. that's exactly right, right? So like, I, like, and even when I was going through, um, cause I knew he wanted to talk about Rory when we did uh, our part on the major report and I looked at the numbers for Rory's wedges and I was like, they look fine, but like yeah, my fine. brain is telling me that. I've seen him do it, and I think it goes back to like when he was going through his struggles with that with, with his driver too back at the tail end of last year. Um, I just I I can visualize him not putting it where it's supposed to go multiple times, and you know what sucks too? I mean, it's the same thing uh, on why like Rob got penalized that stroke because the camera's always on him, right? Like yeah. I'm not I'm not watching. Uh, every shot, fucking Lahiri takes. So I have no idea what he's really doing with his wedges other than what the stats can tell me, right? So, But Rory's always on PGA Tour, uh, always in a feature group, so eyes are always on him. So he's, his bad shots are going to stick out more on your brain and create uh, a bias.
2: Right. I mean, as far as everything else you said, I I totally agree. I mean, just, you know, his iron play is really great now. Uh, great at Augusta National around the green. It's tremendous. So mm-hmm. I, I have nothing else to add. I love Rory this week. I'm hoping he drifts a little bit so I can squeeze in my betting card. If not, I'm going to have to find something else probably with him. Um, other than like DFS or just doing that. So, um, did we, did we talk about that though? Like who gives a fuck about three points? If it's the win and bet, it's the win and bet.
0: And I bet you, him at, well, I bet about him at talk 17. About,
2: uh, well, I'm about to talk about another guy who I have already bet on up there who drifted okay. that you. I actually really like this week. So. And, and, and Andy, you made a point about how this is, like, you know, a draw golf course. And, you know, I, I trust your judgment on that. You played it before, and I, I see it a little bit. But, I, I mean, that is something – that take is something I've heard before as far as, like, leading to a tournament. Like, I remember um Braylon Chambly making a giant deal about Bell Reeve, about how you had to hit a, a right-to-left shot, how he loved Roy. Well, Bruce Kupka, who hits a fade every yeah. you know, every day, he had a winning. And I remember what Kyle Morikawa said ahead of the Masters that when he first, you know, a couple of times playing it, he said, well, look, like, you know, I tried to adopt a draw. I, it didn't go well. Going into this Masters, I'm going to try to just do what my thing is. And I just know I'm good at it. And he finished fifth. And I think he right. do something like that again this week. I love Morikawa this week. You know, a big thing that I'm on, too, is how I think, you know, you can't, you really have to avoid the Bermuda rough at these types of major championships just based on the composition of the leaderboards I saw at those other places. I mean, he's the most accurate guy in this group. And I think he's going to be able to get an edge just hitting more fairways. And, you know, that's going to work itself out as far as, like, even if you're a little deficient with your irons, which he isn't, the fact you're hitting more fairways versus guys who has to gouge out, that's going to help a little bit. And you look at the around the green numbers, I admit they're very bad, but he gained strokes at the Masters. Gaines Strokes of Riviera, you know he wanted a place like Concession with hypermuted lies too. If he can do it there, I'm pretty confident he can do it here too. I remember we talked about Morikawa being afraid of his of him back then because he round of green numbers, and he was fine. He finished fifth, so I really like him for this place. He fits a lot of the things I'm going for, Um and it just it I guess like I mean I don't have early ownership. It's probably going to change, but it seems like he's going to be the least. Popular guy in this group, and I he has a lot of things I'm looking for, so I like him. And then I guess I mean like I'm a little higher on than Rom, or and I guess in general like just because he does have that combination of length and accuracy, which I feel like is pretty important. But I think for me, if I'm picking nits, I guess my fade is JT, just because he is still pretty swirly around the green, he's not accurate, and he doesn't gain a whole lot of strokes at least recently too. And that's like my little bit of typer. I know I know he's awesome around the green here. Like that's great. Yeah, I
1: disagree that he's squirrely around the green. I kind of want him on these tight, tight shots.
2: Oh no, I'm talking about off the tee. Oh really.
1: yeah, he's squirrely. No, sorry, no, around, he's the green, around the green. He's yeah. No, yeah. off the, yeah, the tee, he is. Yeah, he's squirrely as shit off the tee of yeah.
2: So yeah, that's that's my only nit here. And it seems like he's gonna be the highest owned. If that's enough for me to pivot off him, I think that's fine. So. All right, Capper, what about you? Yeah, I mean, we're really
0: splitting hands up here, right? I mean, we're talking about five of the best players in the goddamn world. Um I, I'm actually yeah. with you on Morikawa, and what stuck out to me wasn't just Augusta. It was the concession to me. Like, I remember him just playing so well around the greens there, and it, that's that was T to Green Bermuda, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that was T that was to Green Bermuda. Um The only thing that worries me is we haven't seen him in a while, right? We haven't seen him since we saw him at the RBC. So what was that, three weeks ago? I mean, technically four weeks ago. Zurich yeah. after that. Oh, I don't count the team event. Um, yeah,
1: RBC, where he was awesome. He hit the ball awesome at the RBC, but he, he hasn't did. played since.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, look, I mean, I think it's probably just comes down to how you want to build your lineups here. I mean, I could, I could theoretically just skip this range if I don't want to try to pick the winner up here. Like the 9K range is so tough. I feel like that's probably not the best way to go about it, but. Yeah, I mean Morikawa. You guys have both fucking started to sell me on fucking Rory, um, but I don't think I can do it. Like, I just, I just don't. It's my own personal bias, and I am probably fucking wrong about it. But it is what it is for me. Um, I am. I mean, so Rom's numbers with wedges are actually trash,
1: right? They're oh trash. Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, again, really? I I think context matters. Yeah. Right. Too. So I am not gonna play it both sides with with Rory and Rom, and, you know, stats are like a hostage situation. You could (laughs) manipulate them however you want. But, yeah, yeah, it's not good with Rom. It's not good with Rom.
0: I do like his bogey avoidance, and it does seem like he's putting a little better and around the green a little better, but what the fuck did we learn from Mexico? You know what I mean? It's a completely different golf course, and in reality, he got lucky because he duck-hooked one so hard left to hit like the serious XM golf cart and kicked back into the fairway when it would have been 50 yards fucking OB. Um, (laughs) So... I mean, I mean, so up here, I don't know. I really don't think I've made a decision yet if I'm fucking being honest. It's Monday. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think I'm leaning Morikawa. Um, are, are we all being dumb and just avoiding Scotty Sheffiter at eleven four? I feel like that needs to be talked
1: about. 100% needs to be talked about. The other thing that I want to say, guys, like I want to give a full caveat that I hand up, have the ability to change all of my picks because it's yeah. another it's another fucking week mm-hmm. where we have to worry about the weather. Yep, like yep. we're do we're recording this on Monday. You guys know me. I'm usually wrong, but I will if I see an edge, I'm going to take it. Like yeah. if I see an advantage, like I'm gonna play the wave. That's what the professional DFS players do, and that's what I've learned. And if you lose, you have to be comfortable losing and, yep. and if you win, you're maybe really gonna have the nuts that week. So yep. right now as I see it, it's fucking annoying because I hate when this happens, but I do see somewhat of an edge to PM AM. I think I can, I can pull it up AM PM. I can pull it up. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, Scheffler's awesome. Um, I think the, like he, you know, he loves this golf Oklahoma. Like, I think that's overblown. I I don't, from what I've heard, like Scheffler hasn't spent any significant time at Southern Hills in the last year. He probably played it once or twice when he was in college. Yeah. What I've heard from caddies and members, um, it's just tough because I I really like Justin Thomas. I bet Justin Thomas. My okay. card is Justin Thomas and Rory. Like okay, that's, that's it for me. So I don't I know how to. Yeah, and and the Prince of Shinnecock at one thirty to one. Who we'll get to later. But, <laughs> I mean that's 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 all I. So I I just I don't know how I fit him when I'm actually going to have yeah. JT and Rory in the same lineup. Sometimes.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, it just seems like. I don't know. And you're right. The narrative thing is funny What? everybody went out and fucking shot a 62 like a week ago. But who gives a fuck? It's not going to be set up the same and whatever. It's not competition. So like, that that definitely could put some steam behind him and he's affordable, right? And so and this is also the week where we get people who don't play DFS every week in here. We're going to collect those names. So I think his ownership will probably actually go up versus the sites that we look at, right? Yeah. Where, you know what I mean? Where you, your Tom, Dick and Harry come in, recognize him, realize they can fit him in with some other guy in the 6K that they recognize the name of and throw him in.
2: Okay. All right, you guys wanna move on to nine K range? Let's go. Let's all right. So I'll kick it off. So it starts up with n at nine hundred dollars, going all the way to Brooks Koepka at nine thousand dollars. So um I'll get off. I love Hideki this week. I think a lot of people do, but uh it seems like we all jumped in on that forty to one yep. uh when that num you know, once he just showed a little bit of something on um, last Thursday to Byron Nelson. I mean, there's a lot to love. He's very good at difficult golf courses, hitting his irons great, really good scrambler, good odd bunkers too. I mean, we're making all these comps with Augusta National. I mean, he's been really good there, former winner, did really well there this year too. Um, just a lot to like, and I know he's probably going to be a little popular, but that's the guy I really love. I mean, I looked a lot at those those Bermuda leaderboards, those P, with at the PGA. Should have won Quail Hollow, so I know he can navigate one of these Bermuda demanding PGA setups. Uh, I know it's not the same track, but. You know he played well there, so that's the guy I really like in this range. And then my fade, oh boy! I mean, everybody's loves Cantlay, and now and I see the ownership's gonna be pretty high. It is, and I, I mean, I I push back, you know, against uh, Capper when I appeared on the Major Report show. I looked at the numbers, and maybe I was being a little unfair to him in some respects, but I think just I'm gonna stick to the fact that he just doesn't play a lot of Bermuda. In his career, he it seems like he avoids it, and when he plays it, it doesn't go well. And combine that with the fact that his major record just hasn't been good, it's not going to be like that forever. At some point, he's going to show well. But I think just between the popularity and that's something that kind of stuck out to me is just that, for whatever reason, he's never hit the ball very well off of Bermuda surfaces. That's enough for me to fade him.
0: So... So you, why do you think he's going to be so? So he's coming in lower than Hideki right now. Xander is right around him, and we know Xander is going to get the bump. And it's showing that Jordan is one percent lower. We know that's going to change, right? Just based on the Twitter sphere. So I, I don't. I think the ownership is going to is going to shift. Like I don't think. And you got Zalatoris, two hundred dollars cheaper, who is going to get fucking love? Like I don't. I think, think
1: you're right. There's a huge Hideki cult too. Yeah. Like a mm-hmm. huge Hideki cult from what I've heard. I think it's going to be really spread out in the nines too. I think yeah. you can play who you want. I, I don't if I had to guess, the highest would be Speeth, because yeah. I think he's going to get the data guys that look at the numbers and the public people that don't look at the numbers. Yeah. But between Hideki, Cantlay, and Xander, I don't think that there is going to be a clear uh I think they all could be between like fourteen and eighteen.
0: I don't think I don't think I don't think one of them is going to get so far out, right? Just just based on the people who are around him. Like I, I mean, I, I texted you, Andy, when the price first came out. I was like, "Holy fuck! I can't believe can't wait, it's going to be ninety one hundred. It's going to be thirty five percent." But then you look around him and you are like, "Oh wait, these guys are all going to suck." And up then all this, these so. guys shoot
1: fifty nine <laughs> at the Byron Nelson. It's <laughs> like that's what's crazy to me is it's like the Byron Nelson happens and it changes everything. I thought coming off of Mexico, Rom was going to be. Everyone's peck, to be honest with you guys. It's like that never it's like yesterday's news, it never fucking happened. Never happened. I mean yeah.
2: I mean, he, I mean still looking at short term, long term trends, it's still I can see why people are him if they're just looking at the pure numbers, but yeah, I, I i think that's probably why maybe he hasn't gotten as much steam as
1: I'm talking profits. like I'm talking right. like mainstream media narratives. Is Rom a top five storyline this week?
2: Probably I don't think not, so. Right? What Phil? Right? Non tiger tiger speed speed a lot of oxygen yeah god the
1: phil book's book's gonna be a blast we gotta do i I hope you got hope you guys read that so we can do a podcast on. oh yeah dude i cannot
0: wait for that like he's good and he's clearly not going to be afraid to burn any bridges anymore so we're going to get some good stories but it's going to be like reading the fucking mafia guy's book you're gonna have to take everything with a little grain of salt right because you're like this guy's you know uh, he's lying on a lot of the stuff, but he's embellishing, and you know he is. So, but yeah, I can't wait to fucking read it. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Okay,
2: all right, Capper.
0: What about you? So, uh, I mean, this is tough, man. <laughs> the strange is tough. Hard. It's hard, man. Like it is. Like, and it's Monday. All the all the shit's gonna be spread again. And I bet, so I bet Jordan outright, but I think Jordan's going to get above 20%. So I probably won't play him based on that. And because he's, a, I mean, even before I wish he didn't play as well, right? Cause he already played good at the RBC. I was fine with that. And this is the type of course when I, when I like did the Friday stuff, listen to you, read Steve's article, uh, around the green game. Like this is the guy I want, right? Perfect. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's too good to be true. Right? Like, my father always told me if it's too good to be true, it's fucking too good to be true. So, if he's going to catch all that public steam, then I'll just drop down and I don't think I, I don't even know if I can make a stand between Cantlay, Decky, and Xander. I think I'll probably spread out, too. I think I'll make my stand up, pop, and in the eights and in the low sevens, or not even the low sevens, but just in the sevens in general. Like, I just feel like what, what do you think about Xander, Andy? I mean, you got, I mean, his fucking weekend was nuclear. I mean, absolutely fucking nuclear. I know I broke your balls on Friday about it, but, like, over the weekend, like, holy shit, man. I mean, that that shows you something. I mean,
1: do you want me to go? Do you want yeah, me to – Yeah, go.
0: Go, go. Talk about Xander.
1: Well, are you finished yet? Yeah, yeah fine. So, I like – so, if I – gun in my head, if I could only
0: choose one of these guys, I'd take Cantlay. I've already explained why I like Cantlay. Guy I'm fading is everybody else's fade, around the green, It's just easy to fade him.
2: Can I make okay. one point? Sure. By the way. Okay. So you like Morikawa, even though the around the green numbers. Yeah, are yeah I know. I, I mean, I'm, they're not, I'm well aware. I get yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, there, is there a realm that Hovland just has an immaculate ball striking week yeah. off the tee and with his irons and just blows everybody away as far as like hitting way more greens than everybody? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, like I, again, like I feel like we've walked into this trap before. Now my eyes did not perceive me when I saw him at the practice, uh, chipping area at the Masters and he was the worst guy out there. So that gives <laughs> yeah. me a little confidence that he's probably not going to do well this week either, but.
1: He watched 4.5 around the green at the Masters.
2: No, he did. I, I know. Yeah. And yeah I, I saw him hitting bunker shots and it was horrific. So that, that, I'm, I'm just saying it seems like we're all latching onto that. Just
0: cause it's easy and you gotta, you have is. to, you have to figure out a way to fucking cut through these guys. Majors, I, I feel like, listen, I love Barbasol weeks, right? Cause I know everybody in here. Like, and I don't have to make super
1: tough decisions.
0: Like these are super tough decisions this week
1: right
2: okay listen I don't like Hovland either I'm just trying to play devil's advocate gotcha
1: gotcha the the one thing I'll say on Hovland and by the way I'm not playing Hovland either but from what I've heard from the member that I was talking to and this is like this was on the show with with Kirshner but we were talking I asked him about how I think this Oklahoma state narrative thing is overblown because I mean I went on a golf trip to Oklahoma it's like New York to Philly they're not close like all those guys live in Edmond. Like they're not going out to play Southern Hills every day. Like if they all practice at a club called Oak Tree, which is a short, narrow, peat die course with thick rough. Like it's not like I get the swirling winds thing. But and he was like, "Yes, I completely agree with that narrative." Like I'm not, I'm not seeing Wolf out here. I'm not seeing Gooch out here, or, or any of these guys, Ricky, whatever. All these Oklahoma State guys that everyone thinks. He did say he has seen Hoblin at Southern Hills once or twice over the last year. Yeah. So, uh. He's a fade for me, too. I, I can't get there, but maybe you're right. There's a universe where he's a little bit more familiar with this golf course, and and obviously the ball striking can can be unhinged. Um, so I, I want to say I like both of your guys' plays a lot. I like Cantlay and Hideki a lot. Um, I'm going to have to drop one of them, and I haven't decided – who I'm going to drop. But since you guys have already done a good job of talking about both of those guys, I will talk about Xander. Um, You know, so Xander, I spoke to another guy who was there on the grounds today. And (laughs) I said, hey, can you just... Can you just let me know if Xander is a fucking computer out at the putting green? <laughs> like, can you just, can you just spend some time looking at him and see if it looks like he's tinkering with, and if Derek Kukade is out there as punching, putting coach? And he was like, no, Xander, no computer confirmed, looks pretty walked in to me. Um, I, I thought last week, And I know they're Xander haters that are going to shit on this take, but I thought he showed a lot of fucking guts last week. And I think there's a lot of um, I think it would have been really fucking easy for him to miss that cut and take the you know, he was eight strokes outside of the he was eight strokes outside of the cut line with 14 holes to play. Yeah. I mean, that's I can't. I don't have the stats in front of me. I can't, can't think of a situation where that's fucking happened.
0: before. No, I can't.
1: Yeah, I mean, he almost won the tournament. The last time somebody won the tournament, making the cut on the number was like five years ago. Brant Snedeker, when there was crazy number, when there was crazy Staves. weather at 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 Tory Pines. So what Xander did over the weekend, I thought was pretty unbelievable. Now, I was going to play Xander based on course fit before he went off, even if he looked. Bad because I look at a guy who finished sixth at Shinnecock, uh, lost in a playoff at Colonial on the hard year when it was a really, really good field and finished third at Aronimic on another gill Hans golf course and loves bent grass greens and loves Augusta, right? So I based on course fit, I was like, I would have, I, and I would have played a single day. Di- Trust me, it was trending that way. They put up ownership, they put up, um, the field on like Thursday or Friday and lineups started being made before Xander went on that run. I already heard the narrative about people were talking about how much Xander sucked. Like if he missed that cut, he would have been like five, six percent in this fucking range. Like you betcha narrative coming out of Zurich, like Cantley carried the team. Like it's interesting what happened. But again, I think with all the good options, I still think the ownership is going to be Okay, or in the same ballpark as Hideki and Cantlay. Um, and I couldn't fit him on my outright card. Um, you know, I have a bet with my friend. He gave me, he gave me 35 to one on Xander Ooh. for 20 bucks. So I, I just, take that. I took that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's not like an official card bet for me. Right. Um, but man, like, I don't, I know everyone walks away from the Byron thinking, spee, 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 but, Man, I mean it was it was pretty cool to watch. I haven't seen golf like that in in a while out of him and I I track him very very closely whether I have money on him or not. So, I think he found it a little bit um and I I like the course fit outside of recent form. So, I'm going to play Xander. Uh the other guy the that I this is easy. This is like, you know, I'm not going out on a limb here. Um maybe I am cuz all you guys know me, I'll play anyone at low ownership. I asked the guy who was there at the practice rounds today, I was like, what else stood out to you? And he was like, Brooks Koepka hit some really bad golf shots. So I just, I don't think he has it at all right now. And I know people are going to do the, "Ooh, Brooks hit a major, he won the PGA 51. Okay, why the fuck did he withdraw when he plays the week before a major every single time? Like, it's just, I think it's, it's going to be 3%. So if you're playing 150 lineups, Sure, but if you're not playing 150 lineups, like, no thanks. There's other ways to get different.
0: Yeah, Steve, actually, what was it, a month and a half, two months ago? You were worried he might be cooked, right?
2: Uh, I mean, there's something, there's a conversation that Andy and I had yeah. uh, that, that might happen next week where I expand on that very topic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well so sorry. We'll save, we'll save my take on that. Uh, I purposely left Xander for you, Andy, because I knew, I, I thought you were going to talk about him, and so I, I was going to be polite. I actually love Xander in this range, too. I'm actually kind of upset about what happened over the weekend. Right. I was hoping he was going to miss the cut because you got the Augusta comp. You just mentioned Colonial, too. Well, that also has Perry Maxwell bones beneath it as well. Mm. And Gil Hans is actually going to renovate that place next year, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was going to bet Xander and probably go with Xander and DFS, regardless of what happened to Byron Nelson. I didn't really care. But then he had that giant run and doubled the ownership. So, but no, I, I, I love Xander this week. I love everything you said about it. Uh, co-sign on that.
1: Can I make one really quick take to, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to ramble on Xander too much. I I understand that I'm, I'm cognizant of that. But, um, have you guys checked out like the, tr- I talked about it in this podcast, but you know, the trends about these guys coming into the, these PGA championships, like hitting the ball really, really well. And in like, It's not a guy, you want to play someone who's hot. Like we saw what happened with Scotty Scheffler. I think at these major championships, right, like you look at the last 15 PGAs, like every single one of those guys outside of Phil is like, you know, half of them are top five in their prior start. Top Mm -hmm. five, yeah, right? So I just, I think recent form coming into majors was something that, I underrated in the past, and I tried to get cute, and I think having confidence rolling into one of these weeks on such a hard golf course really, really matters. I really, really like the top five heading in. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah we, I, I we think were, we talked about last night that yeah. I think the trend is 10 of the, the last 12 finished at least inside the top 30, and mm-hmm. I think some like 8 of 12 had like a top 15 finish, so yeah, just having in that last start something to build on yes. the coppas booster going in, that was a major trend for the PGA, at least from what I looked at. And, and just, that just makes sense in general. Like, you know, I mean, you're going to feel good if you hit the ball great and then, you know, go into a major and feel like you're going to contend. So, Capra, did, you, did you have another comment?
0: No, I was gonna say I was we just went through the the list last night, yeah. and uh yeah and you know who ended up being the only guy with all the points was fucking matt Fitzpatrick made me, made, me, <laughs> made, made, made me upset. Yeah.
2: which makes <laughs> me think maybe that wasn't a very good trend
0: <laughs>
2: all right uh I, I think we're all set here, why don't we take a break, and then we'll uh. Right down the AK range.
0: All right. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players. I even play my Dynasty League on it. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for mine. Hey, look at that. I could have just read the ad read. Uh, it's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry, and now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing the new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players you like, and then you pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter in the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere between two to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's pick with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride out together. So stop what you're doing, go download the Sleeper app, and play their new Over Under game, and have fun with your friends and make some money. Okay. Yep.
2: Wow. Well, now I'm going to make you uh, take a deep breath. Yeah, I gotta
0: and then swallow you're I gotta, the AK range. I gotta, I gotta swallow the nicotine juice too. Um, <laughs> All, right.
2: All right. Two guys you like, one guy you don't. So this range is pretty fucking
0: interesting, right? So, Burger pops in everything. Like, everything.
1: For like, us, do you think he pops in everything for, for most people, though? No, I
0: don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. But, it, I mean, he looked good the last time we saw him, good ish, right? Yeah, uh, but
2: then he, then he withdrew him from Mexico. And I don't I know. Think ever get a reason why.
0: I mean, maybe he just didn't want to get kidnapped mm. by the cartel. Who knows? The, um.
2: Get, fuck
1: that <laughs> tournament too, right? Like, that's know. not a crazy. Oh, I hope, I, hope, I, hope, if I better. If you Byron know. Nelson, I'd be way more concerned. No,
2: though. I'm, I'm just making the general point that that happened.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. He, he already had injuries prior to that, right? And, and allegedly. His ma- allegedly. And his I major- might have
2: been wrong on that. Basically on one bunker shot at the Masters.
0: That's true. <laughs> um, but I mean, what's Burger's major history isn't good either, right?
2: Than, uh, well he did well at Shinnecock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm you such
1: go. a sucker for that shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, he also like he finished top ten at the British Open last year, he finished top ten at the US Open last year, he finished twelfth at I'll, Harding Park. I'll take the, U- I'll take the US at Open. top ten so at about That
0: that British Open was not a regular British Open. That shit was like playing the fucking Byron Nelson. Right. It was, was still no a win. British Open feel, I know, I, I, yeah, fine. Fair enough. Um I don't know, like I I like I guess I'm trying to find a reason not to play him, <laughs> Right? He, he hits a low fade. Okay. But well, that'd be good in the wind, right? Low anyway. Yeah. Maybe not the fade, but he
1: he cuts that. You off. asked for a reason. I know. I know. Yeah.
0: I, so I'm leaning burger and then I, I was, I, Corey Connors is not going to be super chalky, and he's got a good history. At Augusta, obviously, gave the ton of strokes around the green there for whatever reason. Um He just disappointed everybody, so we're not going to get 25% fucking Corey Connors. So if we can keep it under 15, I like him. Ooh, do you guys have any thoughts on fucking Usti? It's a completely blind faith. Haven't seen that motherfucker in forever. He just withdrew. He's going to the live, but, I mean, he's got a history of just showing up at fucking majors. And if we can get him at 5% or lower, I feel like it's probably worth it. I right? mean, all the
2: data I have on him is old.
1: I know that's the problem. So
2: that's the problem. I have no idea what to really expect. I mean, he was playing probably above his baselines anyways all last year. Like that's when most of the stuff is.
1: I don't so. know how you go compete yep. on this golf course if you're not playing golf.
2: Okay, yeah. all right, that's right. So that's
0: why I wanted to ask, right? Because it was like, man, I just see him at that ownership and all that, all the shit swirling around
1: him. Like Kokrak still well, went out and played golf. Capper, K- are you playing 150 lineups?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I just started doing that, remember? You fight yeah, you no, I think you were the one who caused more of the disease. Thanks. Andy. I
1: think that will let me ask you a question. Who would you yeah. rather play at five percent? Bryson or Louie? Louie. Okay. Huh. I think it's worth ta- if you're playing hundred and fifty lines, I think it's worth taking a shot at least one of them. I guess you Tiger into that mix too.
0: I don't I don't, I don't see Tiger. Like I cross I asked out Tiger, Hatton, Bryson. I, I wanted to play Sanjay, but he's gone. I I don't know what to do with Neiman either. And so, like, I talked so I talked to you about player pools. Uh, I DM'd Wiley about player pools. So, like, I my player pools are like forty or or like right around forty with one hundred and fifty lineups, maybe even mm-hmm. a little lower. I think I had like thirty two last week. <laughs> so that's good. The lower, yeah. the better. Yeah. And so it's like, so I even if you make one hundred and fifty lineups, you still can't fucking pick them all. You know what I mean? Like, it's you get to make choices, and it's like Berger was really jumping out at me, and he's gonna be sub ten. At 8,600, I feel like people, I feel like that's probably going to even be lower than, lower than nine, right? Just because of the builds people are going to do. Uh, the
1: I, the IGP bump, you guys always underestimate.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. But yeah. So I, I like Burger and I guess Connors and I'll, I will definitely play a little Uzi and whatever. I'll, I'll wait for the Wednesday withdrawal we and, uh, <laughs> and, and kind of shift them out after that because Fitzpatrick's right there too, which is going to be uber popular. So. But okay. my- All
2: right. Andy, what about you?
1: Um, so I talked a lot about Berger. I, I'm really confident in him this week. Um, you know, I kept it really, I feel good about the way that I broke down the course. Um, and the top three in my model were JT, Rory and Berger. And so those are the guys that I bet. And those are the guys that, you know, I feel the strongest about, you know, there are a couple trends that are working against him. Uh, the not playing right um, the, uh, the, well, this isn't a trend, but the, his ball flight, the, the fact that he is not super comfortable hitting a draw. Um, but I just think that first of all, the ownership I think is going to be really good with him. I think, you know, and, and I'm not, you guys know me, I'm super, uh, I pivot sometimes I over pivot sometimes too. And like, I'm not really fucking around with some of these guys at low ownership this week, like with that aren't checking the boxes with me. Like normally I would play some Bryson. Normally I would play Louis. I don't think on this golf course, like I'm not fucking around with that. And last time we were out, Berger, uh, at the Heritage, he, Berger's like iron play does not like you look at the numbers. He's like really not that far from like where JT and Morikawa is at. And he just doesn't ever get fucking talked about that way
0: because he's kind of a dick
1: yeah but (laughs) but six at shinnecock yeah one colonial right um right there at aeronimic too i think better in major championships recently um and I think the ownership will be good. So I, and he's got a really good short game too. He's one of the best, best bunker players in this field.
0: And so, uh, on, on your side, Rick Rungood, free plug, uh, mm-hmm. scrambling from 20 to 30 yards. He's, mm. he's the best in the field.
1: Yeah. He's really good with those short – And I, that's probably why he finished six at Shannon even though we don't have stats for that. Um, I'll give you guys a, um I'll give you guys a fade. Um, well, you know, I don't, why is, what is Burns doing missing the cut at that uh, Byron Nelson? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 what idea. is, I mean, like that's, I know it's like, oh, we don't care about Byron Nelson. It's a completely different golf course. <laughs> like I get it. It's, I'm going to be the first to tell you it's a completely different golf course, but man, you look at like, it's not a hard cut to make and you look at all of the long-term trends and it's like all these guys are at least hitting, like Zalatoris, for example, like, I'd rather play Zalatoris than Burns because Zalatoris, like, gained four strokes ball striking and just gave it all away with the putter. So right. at least Zalatoris is hitting the ball. Blah, blah. Like, what the fuck's Burns doing losing strokes on approach at the fucking Byron Nelson? Like, come on, dude. Yeah. I, just, like, show me first in majors. I gave this with Steve, but, like, I think Burns is a cad- candidate for maybe is this is a guy that wins, like, 15 times on the PGA Tour and never does it in majors. So, uh, I'm going to let that dude beat me first. I'm going to let Homa beat me first too. Same. Like, let's just, like, just see it. And I have a huge dilemma with Hatton guys because, you know, Hatton finished sixth at Shinnecock, but he's the ultimate grumpy guy too. So what yeah, do we so, do there guys? And he's 5%. I,
0: I love Hatton, man. He's just, I mean, think about how, how he did at Augusta, right? And, oh, and I, quotes,
1: I said, those quotes were unnerved. Brutal.
0: brutal and i i told steve after i i think it was the fucking match play i had a pretty heavy outright on him and every time i feel like i bet on this guy he's like ah this course doesn't fit my eye i'm like well i need a list of fucking courses that fit your eye bro like what but what is it (laughs) Like, uh, like every time you go out and play bad there's some fucking excuse right and i love Hatton, dude like he's one of my favorite players to watch i fucking constantly have money on him like he makes me laugh um i don't think i can get there like i just feel like i'll just cross him off man like uh it is it is gonna be windy, obviously, you know, the English connection there, but I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna pass on Hatton.
1: <laughs> he might be the five, six percent guy that I take a little bit of a chance on as opposed to a Bryson or Louie.
0: Yeah. Is Bryson Bryson's not even gonna play, is he?
1: I mean he tweeted today that he's at in Tulsa and he's gonna give it a go.
0: Oh, okay. So, so listen, man, I've been I've been all over the place today. So I haven't been, yeah. been on been on the Twitter Twitter box. Um yeah, all right.
1: You can See, bet him at 130-1. to one. What do you guys think's a better bet this week? Tiger at f- 60, Brooks at 50, or Bryson at 130?
2: Bryson at 130. Bryson at 130. It's not quite, go, no I'd question. Still, I'd probably
1: go Brooks at 50.
0: <laughs> <laughs> even after you just said I know, you heard I just, from the grounds that
2: he hit bad golf shots today. Uh,
1: Bryson 130, I guess you're right. That's probably the right answer.
2: Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're You, Steve. We're kind of all in agreement as far as everybody we like and don't like here. Um, I'll save my burger comments for later. I'm probably going to echo exactly what you said. Um, I'm with, uh, Capron with you on Connors. I mean, I really looked at off the tee stuff this Mm -hmm. week as far as, you know, those other majors I looked at. And I really gravitated towards either you're just the big baddie off the tee that just gains a lot of strokes or you hit a ton of fairways and Connors actually does both, which is nice you know, always the iron play is really good. What really kind of caught my eye, too, is, like, the around the green game has gotten a lot better. Even his bunker play is yes. a lot better. Yeah. Yes. Yes. How about the talk- fact
1: that he fucking gained four and a half at the Masters? <laughs> yeah.
2: fucking insane. And we're going to talk about another guy later who's also significantly improved uh his yeah. bunker play Uh that I like a lot. So, yeah, I just think, like, you know, he's got a great history on Bermuda golf courses. If he can do it at the Masters, I think he can do it here. Like, my car looks a lot like an Augusta National, like colonial type card too let yeah, me too. So, so connor's on that list um you know kind of similar vein with, with xander i didn't really care what zel's did last week just because it was a birdie fest and it was really it was encouraging to see him you know gain a bunch of strokes with the ball striking and you know just lose with the putting uh the fact that the guy has done it over and over and over on difficult golf courses wing foot augusta like the two really hard augusta ones even concession he played pretty well and that was one of his mm. first PJ tourists. Linkfoot
1: has super hard greens. Exactly who's played there before. Those yep. greens are a so, nightmare.
2: Yeah, so I, I just really like him. And then my phase, I mean it's Burns and Homa. I mean yeah. Burns, I still have PTSD from him going up and down four times in Albany. I mean, that had type and eyes some runoff areas too. Oh fuck, uh, I forgot about that. Memorial Park as well. Yeah. That also has type too. That was another golf course I kind of looked at this week. I like that, too, Steve. And he, I remember on 18, he went up and down that, too. And I think he had a bad Sunday as well. I think uh, the year Ortiz won. So, yeah, and I, I thought that was a little discouraging that he missed the cut um, last week. I, I still like him long-term. I think he has the tools. He just needs to put it all together. But for right now, I don't think he's a finished product. So he's Young. Yeah. How, right? how old is Burns? What is he, 25? He's only 25.
1: Yeah, they're all the same age, Zalatoris, but all those guys are 25. Isn't it interesting guys that Zalatoris' like two best putting performances of his career came at the course that you could probably argue has the hardest greens in terms of degree of difficulty of putting. You know, maybe like I think about it um you know whenever I play a golf course, like when I played Chicago Golf Club a couple months ago, which is has the best
0: golf course ever, we know.
1: Yeah, fifth <laughs> greens running, greens running 15 on the stint meter and famous CB McDonald greens. Yeah. Like you have no expectations. And sometimes you think about your stroke less. Like I actually remember I putted really well that day because it's just like, I'm not sometimes like when I'm playing my home course or whatever, playing on slower greens, I'm really in my head about my stroke. And sometimes you get on these courses where you have lower expectations and you have other things to think about. You're maybe you're thinking more about the line than your stroke. So yeah, I'm with you.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, I'm looking at some of his performance, too. He gained at Wingfoot. He gained 4.8 at Riviera when he finished T-15, 2021. I mean, right. he gained at Torrey his first time there. You know, gained at the Masters. Like, it seems like at difficult greens. Maybe you're right. Maybe he just stops thinking about it a little bit. So, yeah. Andy, what number did you get Burger at? Because
0: I, at the beginning of the – the, in the year break, I said Burger was going to win a major this year on our podcast. Mm-hmm. So, what number did you get him at?
1: 65.
0: Okay, I might, okay. I might, I might join you on
1: that. Yeah, right. I think it's available some places. Yeah,
0: I'm looking it now. All
2: right, let's move on to the 7K range. So, Andy, why don't you kick it back off? Just three, four, five players is a big range. Talk about just some guys you like.
1: Huge range. Um, Finau, Finau, fits the bill. Yep. Finau's top six at Shinnecock. Feenow's never missed a cut at Colonial and's got a runner up finish there. Finau finished highly at aronomic two. Um He'll be owned right i don't I don't think that he i think he'll probably be around ten twelve percent I think uh fitzpatrick will will definitely eat some of that up uh but you know th- I guess the only weird thing with female is he lost like at the Willis Fargo he lost like seven strokes on approach after gaining like nine strokes on approach in mexico that yeah that's like I, that's the type of thing that like I'm gonna be okay with in dFs but Probably going like I almost bet him at eighty to one. That's just weird. I don't know when somebody is losing seven strokes. Like it's just like that's that's like give me I need answers and I Could haven't be, done the I haven't I, done I, the yeah. Can I interject that. on that real quick? Yeah, please.
2: Could it just be just like it was just such bad weather conditions that just shit right. just didn't really matter? Like, and, like, like maybe just throw out that tournament a little bit. And I was going to say like maybe yeah. the
0: positioning wasn't so good, right? Because in Mexico those fairways were so wide, and he was right. crushing it off the tee, so he had good lies. So you know, shitty weather, bad lies. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe that's the explanation.
1: Right, and then I will. I'm going to give you guys one fade, and you can pretty much assume I'm fading everyone else because I'm going to give you guys one. <laughs> One fade, and then I'm going to give you the guy that I think is the best DraftKings play on the entire slate. Oh, okay. Um, you guys, like, these, like, what the hell are we doing with, like, a 20% Cameron Young in his first major? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, guys. Like, do you guys understand? first major, he, missed, he missed the cut at the Masters. Yeah. yeah. That's a bad at the Masters. <laughs> that saying, doesn't help
2: your argument for using the
0: No, job. I'm not using him. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm right like, this isn't even yeah. his first one. He missed the cut already.
1: It's just like, you think that. I see those stats too. Like you think, like I get it, but it's like, man, the ownership. And I even think you could make an argument that at the PGA, the PGA is probably the best major to take a chance on someone. I would say probably less this year, just because this course, in my opinion, is going to play more like a U.S. open than a traditional PGA. But like the, I just, the ownership that I'm seeing on cam young and the pause, I just, geez, guys, like, just yeah. relax. Um, for the <laughs> second major in a row, Tommy Fleetwood's the best DraftKings play in the entire slate. Um, oh, yeah. He's going to be 6%, 7% owned. God, you guys see how well he hit the ball at the Byron 2 on a golf course that was objectively fucking horrible for him? Yeah. Um, he's playing yeah. really good golf. He is. And he's making, like, he's playing consistent golf. He's the prince of Shinnecock. He had the best round I've ever seen in my life at Shinnecock. Um, he's got an awesome fucking
0: shot. That was a windy bad weather day, too. Oh,
1: fuck yeah, bro. Yeah. I was there. That was crazy. Yeah, he gained like eight strokes on the field that day. Um, he shot like 64, and everyone else was shooting like 78s. Um, anyway, uh, he's been driving the ball really well, too. Like, you look at Fleetwoods, like, when he was contending in majors, you know, he was a really, really good driver of the ball. Um, He I'm like, so going to die on the Shinnecock Hill, but he spent COVID in the Hamptons. And where do you where was Tommy Fleetwood practicing out of? I have this sourced on the grounds. Tommy Fleetwood was practicing at Shinnecock for during the pandemic when the first pandemic hit. Um, And he is going to be under 10 percent. I mean, I've tried to keep my cards close to my chest with this one. I didn't talk to him in the Sunday preview. I did talk about him with Feinberg on the betting show that's going to come out. Later tonight, but Jesus, like he he even should look good for the stats people too. Like I God, that's a fucking slam dunk. He was good around the green at the Masters. Like he's got the major pedigree, the hard course pedigree. Like that's a fucking slam dunk at under ten percent. I said this at the Masters too, and he finished like thirteenth. Um and then like that's my big guy, but I'm gonna play Reed and Sergio down here. Um I am I don't, I think people looking at a lot of these guys' stats from the PGA Tour with some of these guys that haven't played majors, I, I think you guys are like overrating some of the like Sep Strakas and the Seamus Powers of the world that do really well in these PGA Tour golf courses. I just think it's a different game. It's a different week. It's a different vibe. The live stuff, it's like, I get it. I like Kokrak, by the way, too. Like, uh, talk about a guy who's improved his short game a little. bit.
0: Oh my bit. god, he's third. He's third in, in Sansa's now. Yeah,
1: Don't that's steal another. My arguments. Well, it's another dumb. It's just these <laughs> these narratives take hold, and it's like, well, are you actually sure that Kokrak's that bad? Anyway, Hovland is that bad, by the way, but like Kokrak isn't. <laughs> um, it, it's just like this lift stuff. Like, I get it. I like. I it's it's weird, but like. You know, Sergio, that whole snafu happened and, like, Sergio played really well for the rest of that tournament. Finished top 20. And it's like these guys still have pride, right? And who knows? Maybe if you're like, maybe there's a little fuck you there. Maybe there's a little, like, I don't know. If I knew that I was guaranteed four million bucks in a couple of weeks for showing up at Centurion, maybe I'd freewheel it a little bit. Like, I'd rather have guys that have shown it to me in majors before so i like kokrak sergio and reed down here
2: okay all right all right is it my turn or is it Capri's turn i think it's my turn okay all right i mean listen i I love phenol this week i love fleetwood this week i have absolutely nothing to add you explained it um so i'm going to start with so i think that some of these because like you said at the top of the show this bomber narrative That I think a lot of these guys who are just I could you know maybe hit a lot of fairways good around the green get up and down they might go a little on their own. So I'm looking at Billy Horschel this week hits a lot of Mm. fairways good around the green good putter. I mean look like his major track record isn't great but he's made the cut in 11 of 14. He's only 7,400 bucks. Like if I get like a top 30 finish out of him I think I'm fine. Good at Colonial too. I like him here. He's really improved like you know off the tee as well. He's been driving the ball great this year. I like him. Jason Kokrak. That's my favorite play in the 7K range. I love Crack this week, and I know that's going to make my co-host very happy. Um, I mean, we already talked about the improve uh, around the green game. What what struck me with that, too, is I remember, I think, about two years ago, or maybe last year, there was the article about how, you know, Jason Kokrak was kind of a journeyman, and all of a sudden he turned around his game, and he credited to, well, I knew I sucked at putting. So I just worked at it and now I'm a good putter. And that turned out to be true. Maybe he did the same thing with around the green because like I'm looking at like his sand save percentages and, you know, his, you know, strokes around the green stuff and it's way better. Like I was he ninth this year in sand saves. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I, what happens is like these guys leave one in the bunkers in contention yeah. or something like that. Like remember at colonial where he was <laughs> playing Spieth and, and everyone was talking, oh, like he, Cocrack left one in the bunker at Colonial or something like that. But it's just like, it's these, it's what we see on TV that there's not based in reality. By the way, right. Colonial, Cocrack.
2: Yeah. So yeah. let's yep. go over a couple of our golf course. <laughs> Colonial, Cocrack, winner there. Shadow Creek had really difficult greenside surrounds too. Winner mm-hmm. there. Memorial Park, yep. difficult greenside surrounds. Winner there. So yeah, like there was a lot of golf course fits I liked with him, just the stat stuff as well. The combination of he's pretty he's fairly accurate for a longer hitter too. I like that a lot this week. I love that combination. I love that play. Um kind of in a similar vein as Billy Horschel, kind of like Brian Harmon this week, too. Again, similar type player. He's gonna hit a lot of fairways, good scrambler, good putter, too. Um, you know, I know that you know, Aaron Hills had some more wide little wider corridors and some like undulated fairways too. This place might have that as well, it seems like. So I kinda like that. And he finished um that twenty seventeen PGA with the with the Bermuda Rough. He was T thirteen at Quail. And that mm-hmm. was a bigger ballpark too. So I like him there. And then I kinda like Patrick Reed as well this week. Yeah. I think that I, I'm I want this to be an up and down game. And I think he can do it. And for seventy two hundred bucks, why not at like what? Three four percent, if that's right. If that. Well, yeah. What
1: do you think? Like fifty five percent greens and regulation this week, Steve? Like, it's, I, that, yeah, I, I,
2: that's about what I think it's going to be. And yeah, if if half your sh- shots are basically going to be up and downs, and a lot of them are probably going to come around the greenside bunkers too. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's one of the best bunker players in the field. So I I I I, I weirdly like read this week and. Me like too. too. And, yeah. and don't forget. Shinnecock. Um, yeah. <laughs> and don't forget, Justine complained
0: that Tiger got to have uh, special treatment there. And Patrick Reed then got the special treatment and has played a couple of rounds. A, a couple of rounds now, is that yes. right, Andy? Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: and look at, listen, Andy, right. if you're really right about that, you know, a draw, it works here. I mean, maybe that snap hook actually can. Do <laughs> God, there's nothing worse
0: than when you have money on a golfer and he snap hooks it off the goddamn box and you're like, you motherfucker. Um, I'm not going to have much to add. Uh So I love Kokrak. I don't have anything else to say uh other than anything you guys already said. And he's, you know, he's mediocre as far as like the scramble from 20 to 30 yards, but his around the green and bunker game has improved so much. It's like mind numbing because uh, he used to be a terrible sand player if it had bunkers on it. I used to not play Go Crack. That was it. Like, oh, bunkers? Nope. Nope. No, nope. thank you. Um, I'm with you on Sergio. Uh, Andy, um, I, I love Sergio. I've always been a Sergio guy, so I'm a little disappointed they went to live, but I don't give a shit. Like, whatever. Like, he's pushing 40 and go make a check. Come over here and, and do what you will. Um, I like him. Uh, Finau, uh, I like as well. So I guess I'll talk about my boy Keegan. Uh, I mean, <laughs> whatever, man. Fuck you guys. The, um, he's in great form. Is he not in great form? Yeah, I mean, than- he
1: gained eight strokes putting at, at
0: Wells. Yeah. Listen, that's never, ever happening again. The fact that he lost the tournament where he gained eight strokes putting made me want to fucking drink. Yeah.
1: I mean, we saw his ceiling. Like yeah. that's it. Like that's second it. at the Wells Fargo, like that's going to be as good as it gets.
0: That's it. That's a hundred percent it. But listen, at, at this, at this price, I, I don't need him to win, right? I need him to score and he's long and straight. He's very accurate off the box, whether it's with a driving iron or his driver. Um, and typically, uh, he's pretty steady around the greens, right? Until it's Sunday and then he's not. Um, you know, I mean, he what? So he lost 2.4 around the greens that, uh, that whole tournament. And the last time he lost that much was back in August of 21 at the BMW. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like he plays well in the wind. Uh, he hits, he hits a draw too, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. He hits a draw too. Um, yeah, man. Like, and he hits a ton of greens and regulation. He's, he's a stud with his, he's a stud with his irons. Like, he's a guy who can make the cut and score for you, right? Not just make the cut and trickle through. It just depends on ownership for me for him. If he stays at 10 or lower, I'll definitely have a chunk of him. And then, uh, what about our boy HB three? Uh, I mean, he's good. Yeah.
1: He's yeah, good. He's, he's, he's on my short list. I yeah. haven't got, he's not in the pool right now, but I'm, I'm thinking about it.
0: Yeah. So, so he's top 10 scrambling from 20 to 30 yards. Same thing out of the bunker. He's long and straight off the fucking tee. Good with his irons. You know, he's got that confidence up now, um, after winning that Saudi thing and then being in contention, uh, and kind of choking away along with Lowry at RBC. But yeah, give me fucking, give me HV three too. Like I, I I like, a I like a handful of plays down here and I'm, probably concentrated my week will live and die with probably six six of these guys down
1: here okay uh by the way um can i just ask you guys one more question about this range and and don't worry about the time i texted my mom during the break i said i'll be <laughs> a little bit late to dinner she said literally take your time it's fine but nice. i want to i want to ask you guys about i think the highest owned players in this range in the low sevens are gonna be Gooch and Woodland. Yep. Are you guys out? And I do think Coke, I've seen a little Coke Rock. I think Coke will be like eight, nine percent or something like that. But what do you guys think about, uh, Gooch and Woodland? Cause I'm out, but you know, Woodland does spend some time at at Southern Hills.
2: Uh, I'm more amenable to Gooch just because, I mean, that Thursday was just disastrous. It clearly something wasn't right. right. Friday, he hit the ball better. That's encouraging. On the front and, nine. Okay, I'm looking at the stats there. I'm I'm bitter. I, you are bitter. All right, so pipe down, buddy. Let me finish <laughs> my point. So I guess what I would like about Gooch here is that for a lot of the reasons, I liked him at Augusta. And if we're using that comp, I like him here. It has nothing to do with an Oklahoma tie. Nothing to do with that. It's purely just I remember the argument I used at Augusta. He played well. A lot of the stats are similar here. You know, I, I, I'm i willing to forgive what happened that Thursday and go back to yeah. Woodland. It just doesn't really fit the profile guy I'm looking for this week. He was just so uh, bad at Wells Fargo. So bad. Yeah.
1: And it's like, do we, I know the bad weather. Am I overrating the bad weather? Am I overrating the recent form? But like, I kind of am out on some of these guys that hit the ball like shit in their last start. He's just hit yeah, the ball like shit.
0: And Andy didn't fucking putt. And Woodland couldn't putt. I mean, it wasn't even close on some of these putts. It was like watching
2: my drunk buddy fucking try to make a putt. It was insane. Yeah, Woodland just doesn't fit the type of profile I was looking for this week. So he's out.
1: Um, I will say one more thing, and then I want to ask a quick question for you two, and then we'll do sixes, which I don't have many guys. Uh, If you had to take – like a sh- there's going to be a lot of guys in this range that I think are going to be really low because I think Cam Young's going to eat a lot of it. So and, much. And, but like, you know, Webb was a guy that popped up at a lot of those courses. Webb finished top eight at Shinnecock, and Justin Rose was another guy. He's that popped up at all of those courses, like Colonial, Shinnecock, Erinamic. I think those guys might be just like too bad at golf, but like at two or three percent for guys that have won major championships before and competed a lot in major championships, I may, I would rather play them than Matthew Wolf. And I do think Russell, yeah. Russell Henley is like, Russell Henley's like made the cut in his last like six majors, by the way. Yeah. And he's been pretty good at Augusta. So I do think Russell Henley can compete here. And you want to talk about inside 150 yards, Russell Henley is top five in the world.
2: Yep. Yeah. 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 That's that's right. a profile player I was liking this week too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think bet- if I had gone to my head between Webb or Rose, um, I'm probably going Webb to mm, feel like it Rose. seems like most of his recent issues actually have been with the putter. Yeah. So, and Rose, I, he just might be cooked and ma- he might be someone who's going to go to Saudi too. And I don't know. Yeah. Just, Him and his stupid Morgan Stanley hat and his terrible fucking commercials.
1: Yes. Do you guys do you guys put Paul Casey in one of your lineups? No, no.
0: didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he? He withdrew. I thought he's out.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> out. been running around all. Day. I
0: was, I was hoping, I was hoping he would fucking. I was hoping he would stick around and then withdraw
2: after. I yeah, and he to Twitter think, and left. I think Joel Damon replaced him, or okay. now Russell Knox replaced him. Knox replaced him. Yep. So. Yeah. By the win way, the Thomas, player, Peters, Thomas
1: Peters can fuck all the way off.
2: Yes, he can. Oh, fuck fuck that, that guy. Fuck
1: that guy. Literally, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck
2: that guy. <laughs> He's like the opposite of what I was looking for this week. <laughs> so. Fuck,
0: fuck, fuck him. And yeah, right. I, oh, so, Russell Knox, though, good win player. Well, we're, we got to take a break first, and then we'll go to the 6K range. But I didn't look at Russell Knox because I didn't know until probably two hours before this fucking podcast that we were doing. Did, which one did I read? I read Athletic Greens yet? Uh, it's IP Vanish. Uh, did, did you guys know that browsing online using incognito mode uh, doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without ad security, you might as well give away all your private data uh, to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private on the Internet. Uh, IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means your private details, passwords, communications, history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands, Putin. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can make, you can use IPVanish on unlimited devices. Uh, like Firestick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners. With a 30-day money-back guarantee, that's, that's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish, super easy to use. All you got to do is tap a button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, search for, and buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rate of 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. Use promotional code SGP and claim 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. Okay. All right. All right.
2: 6K range. I'll kick it off. So a lot – just in general, just what I was looking for this week. Diets, you know, either you're, you know, you gain a lot of strokes off to or hit a lot of fairways. Okay? Good with your irons, good scrambler, good bank grass history, maybe some comp courses. I mean, Kevin Na kind of fits a lot of that. You,
1: bill. you motherfucker. <laughs> I, love
2: Kevin Na. I
1: love Kevin Na this yeah. week. Love he's gonna,
2: him. He's going to keep it safe in the fairway. He's been hitting his irons great. Great up and down. Good history at Augusta. Won at Colonial before. Great bank grass putter. Like, literally everything I'm kind of looking for this week. Um I'm not sure where the owner... Like, I'm looking at, like, 5% ownership on Munoz. I don't know if that's actually legit. But... I still like him, just based on some of he's looking at, like the combination of length and accuracy. He's been okay. You know, he's a decent bunker player. He's pos- net positive and around the green. Good putter on bent grass. Um, he had that. I think what the top twenty at his first Masters too. So there's something I can draw upon as well. I like him. Um, uh, I'm probably going to steal somebody near and dear to uh, Capper's heart. You better not.
0: Uh, Don't you do it.
2: Alright, you, you know you what? I'm going to save him.
0: You keep him for me.
2: I'll, I'll keep him for you. And then why, I mean, like, do we think Cage Lee just keep it rolling again? I mean, he's pretty accurate off T. His uh, around the green numbers are okay. He's a good putter on bent grass. I mean, we saw JJ Spawn carry a win into, yeah, pretty good master success too. Seth
1: why to Tom Hoagie. All those guys made yeah, the cut so, and finish this. So the
2: why not Cage Lee? Like, if he makes right. a weekend in the top 40, 6,500 bucks, I'm good with that. So those are my three guys. And then I had a fourth, but I'll save it for Capper. Thanks, buddy. All right.
1: Capper, you can oh, go there.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. The ear, baby. Lucas Herbert. Is that who you're going to talk about, right? Oh, you're no.
1: out of your fucking mind.
0: You are. Luke. Am I out of my mind, Andy? Yes, Lucas I am. Lucas Herbert? That's right. And you picked the wrong Aussie, buddy. Oh, listen, I don't give a shit. I'm picking the oh, right God. Aussie. You're picking the wrong Aussie. And here's why the ear is going to do good. He is top five in sand, sand, saves here from scrambling to 20 or 30. He's in the top 10. That motherfucker yeah. is wild off the tee and he is not super good with approach, but that's without wind. With wind, this motherfucker Plays well. He's six thousand eight hundred. He's going to be less than two percent owned. I've seen him do in the wind multiple times. Multiple times. Give me him at less than three percent ownership. Good around the greens, fucking good out of the sand, and great in the wind. What is not a lot like about the year?
1: Like five missed cuts in his last six starts.
2: That's fine. He's six thousand eight hundred The right. inaccurate, the inaccurate bomber thing was not really my uh, jam. This.
1: No, week. I do retract my statement a little bit. Like. I looked at Herbert. You're right on the. He's like weirdly a fucking wizard out of the bunkers, he and is. you know he finished seventh at Arnold yeah. Palmer, which yeah. is a really you know he gained about 15 strokes short game and putting. So I don't yeah. know how much and lost four strokes ball striking. So I don't know how much stock you want to put into that seventh. But listen, hard okay. golf course.
0: It's Bermuda. There's wind. Uh, the Scottish Open was wind. Like uh that, where else?
2: you keep you keep you keep saying that that Irish Open was like was not wind. It, it was, was win. Jack. It was a Jack Nicholas, and I think he was Bro, like. I
0: will I will point. send you a fucking viral clip. It was windy as fuck. It's the only time I've watched this. Talk about the year. Renaissance Club. Yeah, whichever one next
2: week. he like, top ten? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay. That's I think one of the, on the, the, the rounds one, round, one of the rounds, but I think the, the final round, round it was sunny under. It was Sunday, and I think I think it was sunny under. Okay.
0: Yeah. Either way, don't give a shit. Plays well in the wind. Fuck you guys. He's 6,800. The um, um, speaking of wind players, uh, Matt Jones, 6,600 okay. bucks. That, that was, was the one I was. That's thinking. who it was. Okay. okay. <laughs> so Matt Jones, man, listen, this guy's made me plenty of money. Uh, in my day, and I like him. I mean, look, he bombed out last weekend, but whatever. I don't really care about it. He's great. He's he's not great out of the sand. He's good in the wind. Um. You know, I mean, I think he gains almost a stroke on the field uh, when you're playing in really windy conditions. Came in second in Valero. Um, Yeah, man, whatever, man, 6,600 bucks. I need somebody who can take these adverse conditions and do something with it. And then, I mean, Mito, obviously, 6,700. It just depends on the ownership for me on that. And then I got a question for both of you guys, right? So Adam Hadwin is obviously going to be super chalky. He's just to stay away just for game theory, right?
1: I mean, is he going to be super chalky? He was 20% and missed the cut by like seven strokes. Yeah, but he's $6,300. I'm not interested either way.
0: Okay. So, yeah. So, so like, I, like, I think I'm going to stay away regardless, but, like, I, I just feel like he was going to, like, suck up a shit on ownership at $6,300. Yeah.
1: I feel like people overrate these guys that play well at the Valero and the Valspar and stuff like that. Like, I just yeah. think it's a different game. You know, um I thought there would be a universe where Bobby Mack would be super chalk. No, guys? Yeah. Like, are yeah, you guys, I'm surprised you guys didn't mention Bobby Mack. He's played in eight majors. He's made the cut every single time. He's got four top 25s. He's six, he's got a better major resume than half the guys ahead of him. <laughs> That's true. And you guys want to play Cameron Young? Like, are we sure Cameron Young's better than Robert McIntyre? I don't get oh, yeah, that dude. one at all. I mean, he, his stats aren't great. So maybe it's cause he's not popping in models, but the dude does, All of his work at the European tour. And one thing that he has been good at is bunker play and playing in majors and scrambling and Augusta. Like, that's wild to me that Bob, I mean, maybe he gets ownership. He should get ownership. He's underpriced. I would have played Bobby Mack at 74, by Uh, the way. Are you guys have any interest or you think I'm overrating that a little bit?
2: I'm fine with that. Uh, I mean, if I, he gained a rigging endorsement. I mean, he gained what, like 1.3 t degree at the British Masters, lost over a stroke putting. So there you go. He hit the ball great there, t36 finish. Now t23 the Masters, t Yeah, he's just churning out cuts and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm fine did with Bobby. This to be your boyfriend.
0: My boyfriend. This was your boyfriend, was Bobby <laughs> Mack, lefty on lefty. Fucking you, you, you spoke glowingly about Bobby Mack forever. and then he burns you. He burns you at some course, and now it's just like. Eh, she I don't was think okay. ever now, me. I think was, I just kind of cool. off. Harper's
1: right. Was a, I felt like I gave a very good case, and that was not a ringing endorsement. <laughs> that was like, you made a good case, but I'm going to give you web service. <laughs>
2: no. I, honestly, I think I just overlooked him. Okay. No, that, no, that that's just a mistake. Listen, there's a lot of guys in here, and I I think I just overlooked him, and I think that's a good case you made.
1: Okay. Well, the Well, the only other guy I'll throw out – um, because it's Kevin Na for me too. I just, I think it's such a good play. Um, Steve did a great job of, of outlining it already, but like the dude just finished 14th at the Masters. You want to give me 14th here at 6,900? Like I'll sign for that any day of the week. You really want a guy who can make the cut here. Now, obviously I'm not breaking any news there, but you know, I struggle a lot with these guys that are good on the PGA tour, but don't do anything in majors. But Aaron Wise finished 17th at Kiowa last year and 17th at the Masters in 2019. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I just, like, he is a really good ball striker, and he's he's another guy where you look at the short game numbers, and they're not great, but they're not, like, aggressively bad. And at 6,800, I like that he has top 25 finishes recently in majors that stood out to me and then mito is the interesting one that i want to get your opinion on mito is like the cheap version of cameron young right where i looked at mito stats last week mito hit the ball fucking immaculately and i didn't even think that was a good golf course for him so like first of all a i'm seeing really high ownership with him I'm not sure if I buy that also because I think there's still a lot of people that don't know who Mito is outside of the stat community. But, like, how do you guys evaluate a player that's hitting the shit out of the ball on, like, these PGA Tour courses but literally has zero major experience?
2: I mean, I think that was enough for me to just not go with him besides the fact that I just felt like everybody was going to click his name as just, okay, I do a stat model. I see Mito, 6700 bucks, automatic. So.
0: So yeah. I I mean I I like Mito this week because he loses everything fucking putting typically right yeah and 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 I think you're right like when I saw that ownership I don't think it's gonna be that high it's gonna be the high on. Uh, Rick Rungood and Fantasy National because right. like we go in and dig in the shit and then when uh, so I uh, literally the first thing I do on Thursday morning is I go to uh, the, that Skyhook guy Um I don't know his name yeah. but uh, he yeah, really, he, really, he releases the ownership and uh, I want to see and I'm like oh, how the fuck was I this how was this this off it's seven like percent off fucking five percent off you know what I mean and there's somebody who was chalky who I didn't think was gonna be uh, or somebody I thought was gonna be chalky is in like half the ownership and so. It, it because we do live in a goddamn echo chamber, right? W- with golf, Twitter, like I, I got to be better at being able to disseminate. Like, all right, what is what is real and what is just us just constantly talking in fucking circles, right? So yeah. I, I I like it, man. I like I, listen at this at this price point. What are you playing for? You're playing for a ceiling, right? Like you're listen. If this guy makes the cut, he can actually fucking score and get you a top forty, top thirty, maybe even a top twenty five at this price. I mean, that's a big fucking deal.
1: Right. And how many guys down in this range are are hitting the ball the way like you just take the talent and say, okay, if this guy's gaining four strokes, eight strokes, ball striking in a field with good players, how many people at that price point is doing that? So, yeah, I mean, the
2: only rival is
0: basically wise. At that point, and why? And wise, I I, I thought Wise's ownership was going to be a lot higher, but I know he burned me on he burned me on Sunday. Oh my god, he
1: fucked me too.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, that top twenty, fucking that and Neiman, like what the fuck, Neiman? Yeah.
1: (sighs) Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. How about outright time? So, Andy, why you kick it off? What's your uh, outright betting card looking like right now?
1: Rory McIlroy, seventeen to one. Justin Thomas, twenty to one. JT wasn't part of the original plan. It was actually Cantlay. I think JT at 20 is a better bet than Cantlay at 22. I wasn't expecting to see the JT 20. It got boosted. I think he's 14, 15 at most places. But I went with Rory 17, JT 20, burger 66, and the Prince of Shinnecock 130 to 1 which is just the fucking disrespect. I mean, that guy Mito DraftKings has Mito at a hundred to one. And you got the fucking Prince of Shinnecock at one thirty. Like what the fuck are we doing here? Guys? Uh, it's fucking
2: okay. Funny. All right. Um, I saw more college drift to 22 and I just took it. Mm. It, it just, listen, I, I, I love the mentality he has of going to these golf courses. If it doesn't fit his shot shape, he doesn't care. He's just going to take these yeah. guys, and he's that good. And just the fact that he showed really well around the green at places like Riviera, Concession, Augusta, I have complete faith that even if on paper the stats look bad, I think he'd get it done at that place. So I like him. So I wrote my column back in December and I said Xander was gonna win the PGA. Mm, me too. <laughs> and I got twenty nine on him and I just Ooh, took it.
1: That's good. That's there you go.
2: I I listen, I already talked about Xander. You talk about Xander, it's fine. I, I said I already snapped at forty to one on Hideki as soon as he started doing something uh at Byron Nelson. I think his number's down to like twenty five or I saw a twenty, I think, on him too. Like it it's gotten steamed a lot. Oh yeah. So I, I love my number on Hideki for all the reasons I said up at the top. Um, I'm on burger at 70.
1: Wow. Where? Cause he lives
2: uh, in fucking
0: New York and he gets all the fucking good books. It was, super, it was, it's, it's super was a, annoying.
2: It was a slightly enhanced, uh, odds boost. I think the regular odds were like 60. So okay. for listen, all the reasons you guys said, like I, like I was a little concerned about like, all right. So I, what I saw at the masters and then he withdrew, but. You know, I just at the end of the day, good major record, great scrambler, hits a lot of fairways. You got the colonial win there, too. Just a lot of things I like. And I love the number of 70 for him, for a guy who's been very good ever since the COVID break. So I got that. I actually ended up jumping on now at eighty. Uh I like the number. I am encouraged by the fact that. When I was looking at him for the last couple of months, the around the green game was really bad for the last two tournaments. has actually started to come back a little bit. I'm willing to throw out what happened at Potomac with the ball striking just because just long term, it's been okay and they got crazy weather and he's had a good history at Colonial, good history at Augusta. Um, he was actually a couple shots w- within of, uh, heading into Sunday of Burns at Memorial Park too. He just had a bad Sunday. Yeah. So that type of track, I feel like, you know, with like, you know, firm Bermuda, tight lies too. I think you can do it. I like him. And then Cocrack 125 to 1. I love the price. I loved all the golf course connections I made. I love everything I saw with the stat page. I, I just figured for, you know, a long shot bomb. I liked it. I might add Fleetwood as well. Um, I have a positional on him. I might end up adding the Fleetwood 130 as to 1 as well. So.
1: The question is, can we sell capper on
2: that? Oh, I think we can. He's uh, um, Fleetwood. Well, well, you know what? He did just lose a charity bet involving Fleetwood, so he might be on his bad side
0: now. No, no, I told you, I buried my hatchet with my fake hatchet with Fleetwood after I heard him talk after the first round at TPC. I did. I was. Do
2: like, we yeah.
1: have any like strong disagreements this week that are worth charity bets?
2: I think only Cantlay, but like it's not even I that like strong.
1: That's between you guys.
2: Like yeah, I it's, like it's, it's, like. it's only my weird hang up with the Bermuda. That's really it. I
0: mean, I'll make one to make one. Andy, if you're trying to get right, try to get square with me. That's fine. I mean, we could do we could do what we taxes about. You don't
1: can, you don't like Rory.
0: So he has a problem. I didn't like Rory, and then I dug in. I listened to YouTube knuckleheads, and all of a sudden it's yeah. like fucking. No, work. there's
1: there's no need there's no need to force it. By the way, Aaron Wise eleventh and 26th in two appearances at Memorial Park.
0: Hmm. let look that up while we interesting. we're good. interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. My, I only have three outrights, uh, right now. I don't, uh, I'm leaving it open. Like, I'm waiting to see if stuff moves or where it's gonna go. I got, I got Speeth at 25. You can roll your eyes, Andy. It was 25. I knew it was gonna get steamed. I don't give a shit. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yep. I know. I saw that. Um, and then, uh, I got Decky at 40, and I got Cantley at 28. Okay.
1: I so like you got it. Stuff, That's like the that chalkiest out. card, by the way. Yeah, It's well like right. everyone's doing that. I don't care. I,
0: Listen, the number's there. And like, I got room for, <laughs> I don't know, I got room for one or two more. And yeah. I listen, I like I like the I like the Fleetwood, I like the Coke. I love Cobra Like um
1: You can fit Fleetwood 130, buddy. Oh I know. You can. I
0: know. Yeah. I don't know. I probably so I just looked at I just looked at my offshore and one of my locals. One of my locals blows, so I'm gonna have to check my other local for the outright prices. I always get him on uh matchups. He hangs soft, soft matchups. Um yeah, so, yeah that's where I'm at right now. Uh, we can all, do
1: we could do Herbert versus Aaron Wise. Fuck
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, it, I'll do that. Let's go. I'll do it. You want, 50 do bucks it. on Herbert versus Aaron Wise. 50 bucks versus Herbert versus Wise. Let's go. Deal. Straight degen it up. Let's
1: go. Que- question for you. If they both missed the cut, do you grade it as a push or who no. shot the worst score? Who shot the worst? Yep. Okay. I mean, some people would go the other side. I'm fine with that, too. Yeah,
2: those people are pussies.
1: Okay, cool. No, <laughs> I agree. Uh, that's how the matchups are. That's fine with me. Okay.
2: Nope. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, I'll we- we'll take uh, one more ad break, and then we'll uh, close out the show with some uh, closing <laughs> Didn't thoughts. You- didn't see that bet coming. All right. <laughs> We're brought to you
0: by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole – food, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. And it costs you less than 3 bucks a day. You're invested in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 also supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel plaques packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional assurance.
2: Okay. Andy, uh, got any closing thoughts and, uh, any plugs you want to make before we, uh, wrap this up?
1: Um, no closing thoughts. That was a blast as always, guys. I can't, I feel like we like zoomed through that and it was still an hour and a half. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, do you,
2: do you want to call, uh, Nagel right now while he's at the Cubs game to get his thoughts to kind of extend us another hour. (laughs) If I didn't
1: have dinner, um, we could do that. Yeah, no, that felt like that's crazy because we had a fourth person and I genuinely felt like we were very good this time. I rambled a little bit on Xander, but anyway, um, no, I mean, I, uh, I got a podcast with Jeff Feinberg. That's very fun coming out in about an hour. Um, We do bet our betting picks um, and then a separate DraftKings show that'll come out tomorrow evening with Cody Dubose. I don't know. Do you guys know him? I know you probably don't, Steve, because you're not on Twitter. You I know. know he has the yeah, he's he won a on he's, fucking heater. Yeah, he's won like 500k in DraftKings. It's not just a heater, by the way. Like he's yeah, it's a, a lot. Like he's an incredibly yeah. smart dude. He's like a criminal defense lawyer. He yeah. he defends people on death row. We've struck up a really nice friendship over the past he, couple of Does he work months. for the Innocence Project? I don't know. I'd have to ask him. I'll ask him that on the podcast. Yeah. Um, he's a really smart dude. So oh. we're going to do that show tomorrow afternoon when we have more updated ownership projections. Um, I'll be on the First Cut podcast, the uh, CBS First yes. Cut podcast and scrambles with Rick Wednesday, DFS articles. If you're in San Diego, I'll be on TV all these mornings too. But
2: With Ron Burgundy again? I love it. Yeah.
1: That I, Paul Rudy, local legend. Yep. Um but yeah, that's it, guys. That was a blast. Thanks for having me.
2: Yep. Oh, of Cheers. course. Always great to have you on, Andy. We really appreciate it. So yeah, Capper, you got anything else? Uh other than we're gonna be giving away a putter. Uh we'll have
0: the details uh for tomorrow night's show. We gave away a driver Ooh. last time and uh mm-hmm. I know it was uh I know it was very difficult for you guys to to <laughs> you know figure out how to do that so let's make a better effort this time it's gonna be a nice putter it's either gonna be i think a white hot or a scotty one or
1: the other um oh yeah i'm in the i'm in the market for a new putter the question that i would have for you guys is like do you guys allow friends and family to win because this happened with the golf digest guys that i'm friends with where I left a review on their podcast and they were like, you're out of the draw. We're not going to give it to one of our friends.
0: So technically you don't work for the network. So I would say it's fine. Yeah.
1: Okay. I just don't want to get gypped. Like I'm doing a giveaway. <laughs> I'm doing a giveaway on mine this week. I'm giving away $200. So please leave a review. Okay. Like, yeah, if you like, if Kershaw wins, like I'm gonna give him the money. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, fuck you. Like you're my boy. I need to give it to some random dude on Twitter. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like,
0: <laughs> I like it. Although, although I would tell BK, uh, no, fuck you. I'm gonna give it to somebody else. You don't, you don't yeah. need it. You don't, you don't have a mortgage. <laughs> you're fine. Yeah, uh, your mom's paying the electric bill. It's okay. The um you gotta you gotta Jeez. <laughs> <fry> <laughs> wow, he's around by it. No, that's his that's his whole shtick. He fucking started it, he owns it, it's funny. Like <laughs> the um and I think it's funny. Um no, that's it, man.
2: Steve, you got anything? No, that's it. I uh, we'll be on tomorrow with Pamela Maldonadoz of, uh, Yahoo Sports to, uh, break down the rest of our betting card. Yep, that's it, man. All right. we well, you guys want to find me, Boston Score capper on Twitter.
0: Go find Steve in the Slack channel. Go read his long preview article. I will have my betting article out, uh, tomorrow because your boy's back to writing. Steve somehow suckered me into that. Uh, and, um, yeah, that's it. Let's break those fucking books. Thanks, Andy.